Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to a brand new episode of White Label American. Thank you for joining us. Before we begin, some house announcements. We have brand new merch added to the store. We have hoodies, we have mugs, we have uh, stickers. Yes, I should have had stickers all this time. Uh, but yeah, we have all that now. So go up to vetclothing.com or you go directly to whitelabelamerican.com and Go to the the match store on the website and yeah, access it. You see all the stuff, the goodies are there. And from time to time, you know, there'll be some of those goodies will be going out as gifts too to listeners. So hey, this is a tactical episode. It's a tactical period. I've been watching that guy on uh, Twitter with the tactical with the tactical self defense videos. It's hilarious. That's that's not my recommendation for this episode, but that guy's just that's why I keep saying tactical today. So Pardon me for tactical talk now. Because now I can't stop saying tactical, 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 tactical. But yeah, check out whitelabelamerican.com. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Give us five stars and positive reviews. You can leave voicemails there. And today's recommendation is going to be from Planet Money uh, podcast. Um, it's just something simple. Um, it's not a long podcast that i'm picking but uh, uh, it's um you know we, we're in an era that there's been a lot of talk about inflation and um the economy right now so you know uh, just maybe you might want to check this episode that came out october 29th called night of the living inflation and it digs into past inflations and you know, see how you apply that to your life and see if you might be overreacting or, you know, just get familiar with inflation because a lot of people use that word inflation in a crazy way now. And yeah, you, there's, there's some there's stuff from the past is always tied to the present. That's all I'll say. So with that being said, let's jump to today's guest. I'm honored to have a returning guest for his first solo episode. He is a New York a New York dad. He's a New York sporting uh, bar legend. And he is uh, one of the biggest wrestling fans you ever meet. He's also um, a single dad. So he's going to give us some tips of, of into dating in a pandemic. And uh, there's a lot more to this brother who is a good friend of mine, one of my oldest friends in New York. And yeah, so without, uh, without uh, saying too much, I give you Caesar Benoit Jr. Welcome on the show. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Uh, how about yourself? I'm well. I'm well. Um, this weather has been... I don't know. I, 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 I don't really like this weather back and forth. It's like a problematic relationship that's not... Uh, uh, it reminds me of Texas weather that keeps fluctuating within the same day. You get the four seasons. A little cooler, at least, than Texas, I would imagine. 
Uh, not right now. It's not. No. Okay. Yeah. It it just makes me. It, it, I I feel like I'm in Dallas area. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Cause I I'm, I'm feeling like even right now I feel like I'm overdressed, and then. But I'm afraid that if I start taking off all the layers of clothing, then it's gonna get cooler. Cause it happened to me one day. I was like, okay, I don't need all these layers of clothing, and then I step outside, and then that was the day it got pretty cold. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but I always have backup with me, gloves and all that stuff. So yeah. Got to stay Smart. ready. So people don't want to know about me. They want to know about you. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're here. You have a beautiful name, Cesar Benoit. Give us the history of your names. You know, how you, how you well, come about those names? Cesar Benoit, yes. Uh, junior. Um, I'm obviously named after my father. He's Cesar Benoit Senior. Or was he's not uh, alive anymore, unfortunately. Um, French, French last name. Um, after doing my genealogy, I'm thirty-five uh, percent Spaniard. I have, uh, if you add up all the African, I'm actually twenty-five percent African. So I knew. Hello, I brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> and one percent Eskenazi Jew. So oh. I just celebrated Hanukkah. No. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm joking, obviously. Um, but yeah, so Brazilian mother. Uh, Spanish Puerto Rican father, so I also have something to do with the immigrant experience, even though I myself am not an immigrant. Okay, so uh, you said twenty five percent African. Yes. Well, where in Africa? I think it's uh like the west coast of Africa. Oh, okay. So um, there's a bunch of little countries that if you added up everything, mm-hmm. I'm twenty five percent. Oh, so that's definitely Nigeria in there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Nigeria is too big, so they, they, they have, <laughs> Nigeria always claims something. There's a whole lot of people that got shipped out of Nigeria. So yeah, and so you know, being Brazil, you know, Brazilian. Yeah, Brazil I'm sure. Also tied to, and I'm also Nigeria. part Portuguese. I'm like twenty percent Portuguese. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a story there somewhere. Yeah, that probably isn't really good, but but here I am. Hey, it's uh, the world is a melting pot. In, yes different ways and both the positive and negative adds up to how we all came to be where we are today exactly so it's um part of what makes us but it doesn't mean we shouldn't uh you know it's good that we recognize it so we can use it to move forward exactly that's a good way to that's what think about it i think kills many people because like oh you know i wasn't one of those who i didn't do cannibal slavery like yeah it's okay so why can't you move forward why can't you do something positive about it right 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 that's what kills people but um yeah let's uh continue i I love that i love that breakdown so french i was i always figure every time i pronounce your name i'm like that name is french benoit it's french because first time before i even heard it from you I knew, but it's like just came out of my in my head. I just said Benoit. I was like, ah, oh, but I thought it was Spanish and Brazilian coming from you, and then I was like Benoit, Benoit, Benoit. It's very French. So you know what part of France? Uh, no, I don't. I have oh. no clue. <laughs> do, you, you know, do you know the meaning? Uh, I think it's Bennett. Oh, it's like the same. As actually, I think in France it's a first name. Okay, a lot of people are named Benoit, like. I don't know if uh, anybody that listens uh, used to watch hockey. There used to be a player named Benoit Hogue many, many years ago. Like things like that. So it's, it's mostly a first name out there. So I remember I was, uh, I actually dated a French woman uh, many years ago. And um, 
she's like, oh, that's a really strange last name. You know, most people in France, if they have the name Benoit, it's a first name. Yeah. So that's, oh, like, I did not know that. My last <laughs> so, name, Harry. Most people yeah. have uh, first name, Harry. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's beautiful, though. Uh, I always love asking about names and there's always a journey about, you know, there's a story yeah. of names. So. I hated my name growing up. Really? Yeah, I really hated it. Why? I just, I thought it was weird. I always wanted a name it like... stood out too much? Yeah, John Smith. That, that would have yeah. been nice. But now, <laughs> now I kind of like it. Like Caesar Benoit. It kind of flows off the tongue, you know? So, uh, it's nice. <laughs> uh, was there a lot of mispronunciation, uh, mispronouncing uh, of your name? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Cesar Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Benoit. <laughs> which for a while i did call myself but then when i uh i had a relationship again with my father mm-hmm. he's like no it's benoit you know okay it's benoit you have to pronounce it benoit that's the right way so yeah. okay yeah that's mm-hmm. the right way mm-hmm. i like it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm thinking back now i don't i don't think i i i, I know at one time try to change my name but it was still to an english sounding name and uh I never tried to go like traditional or local. Yeah. But uh, I know it was until I moved to Western Nigeria that I really like owned my name because uh, a lot of Western Nigeria is full of Yorubas. It's Yoruba majority in that part of the country. And uh, yeah, there it was. I stood out. And the only one of the pushbacks that I got was like a lot of people were like, "Oh, are you Ghanaian or are you Liberian?" And Liberian meant I was a refugee, oh, because a couple of a lot, uh, quite a few Liberian uh, kids there who were children of refugees, oh, okay, living in that area because of the Liberian Civil War, and they were like, "Your name doesn't look Nigerian," <laughs> so I was like, "Huh?" Every other place I'd lived in in the south of in the south of Nigeria. Nobody saw my name. I was like, um, yeah, what kind of name is this? Right. Until I came to the West. So, <laughs> hell no. It's you guys who got a problem. So, uh, I, I said, that's where the, the pushback came from. But it was also part of, uh, I'm better than you guys. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also from a minority tribe. And this was one of the big three tribes in Nigeria. So, there was also that element to the, the confrontations that uh, the name provided. Right. But the the only time I tried to change the name, uh, there were two names that came out. I think the first time I tried to create one, uh, create a name for myself was Stephen. <laughs> God, yeah, uh, Stephen S T V E N, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then later on, the one that stuck was Fernando, which one of my teachers in high school changed. Will add, uh, will make Fernando Po after the city in um, I think Sao Tome and Principe. The capital of Saltomian Prince, it's a small, tiny island of um, West Central, um, West Central Africa. I've actually heard of it. Yeah, yeah. And there are people in certain parts of Western Nigeria who do not know that my name is Raphael or Raphael. They know me as Fernando Po. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's so I'm pretty sure that's why they can't find me on Facebook or anywhere. <laughs> they probably searching for yep. Fernando Poe. What happened to that Fernando Poe guy? <laughs> Fernando Poe. He's gone. <laughs> he disappeared. I know someone found me one day. Someone was talking to me one day. I was like, you know, it just I just realized that you are you're Fernando. You're that guy who you're Fernando. I've been, <laughs> been on my Facebook for how many years and all this time. I never, I was like, wait, you are Fernando. I was like, uh, yeah. And there are also others who knew me as Fernando Kojo. 
because that was the name I came on social media with. Kujo. Kojo. Like the movie, the book. Uh, Kojo is uh, Ghanaian. Oh, okay. From Ghana. It means born on Monday. I was born on Monday. <laughs> you know the book, right? No. Uh, Stephen King. Oh. C-U-G-O? No. C-U-J-O. C-U-J-O. Yeah, Kujo. No, Look it up. But I, I've <laughs> read that, but I, I, I've read a couple of Stephen King books. Yeah. But the, this is uh, K-O-D-J-O. Okay. Close. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Never knew so. that. <laughs> Fernando. So, yeah. So I, it took. It, it, I think when I first came on Facebook, that was my name, Fernando Kojo. <laughs> that is my nickname, and then my Ghanaian name, and then I left that for some years. And then by the time I switched to my real name, there were people who were like, oh, why, why, "So you that guy? You've been on my Facebook? Who who, who are you again?" <laughs> oh, now they recognize. I've been talking to you for like five years. I just realized you were this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, social media. Uh, yeah. So, um, you, uh, a, a child of, um, you know, your parents were immigrants, oh, yeah. and um, you were born here in America. So, give us, uh, introduce us to your childhood. Where were, where were you born and raised, and what, what was childhood like for you? Uh, well, the first five years I was here in Manhattan with my mother and father and my sister my older sister, uh, who was born in Brazil and then came over with my mother. Oh, nice. Um, a different father. Mm-hmm. And then it was just me and my mother. And we went to upstate New York in the Hudson Valley, the Catskills area. There's a, a supposedly or a, apparently there was a very large Brazilian community up in, in the Hudson Valley where my mother went and oh. worked in the old school Catskill country clubs up there, kind of like the dirty dancing yeah. uh, hotels up there. Um, and so she worked at a place and I grew up in this really nice idyllic town in upstate New York that was very mixed. So there was people from Brazil, from all over South America. There were Asians, there were blacks, there were whites. So it was, it was a nice uh, place to grow up because it was small. It was uh, safe. It was a very small town America, but at the same time, it was a melting pot of different cultures. And so you were exposed to everything, you know, growing up. Well, heavily influenced with by Portuguese. Uh, yeah, Portuguese a lot of flavor. Yeah, there, I mean, that, that was the people that my mother hung out with. So okay. tons of Brazilians. Unfortunately, I don't speak Portuguese, but, you know, I was surrounded by like the soccer culture, the food, the language, the music, mm. things like this. Uh, I remember very distinctly from growing up. Um, yeah, it was a great place to grow up. Unfortunately, I didn't see my father until many, many years later. Actually, by accident, I ran into him. Oh, wow. It was the 30th anniversary on Friday of me meeting my father again. Oh. Um, and you mentioned wrestling. So yeah. I actually went to Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. for a wrestling show. We, we share a fantastic experience. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, he was there. And my my mother happened to come with me that day. And uh, the rest is history. <laughs> we oh, got so to she, meet. She was like, that's your dad? Yeah. She's like, there's your father right there. And so we got to meet. And wait, how, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so she just saw the man there and said, that's your, you, you didn't know that was your dad. If it I had was, known. If it had, it had been just you, you wouldn't have known that was your I dad. I would have had no idea, no. You think he would have known that was you? Uh, it's po- it's possible, you? it's possible. But he was there maybe like five or six rows in front of us. Oh. And I remember my mother standing up and pointing like, there's your father. Like, oh God, no, no, please no. <laughs> so did she go up to him or did she, she went up him? to him? Yeah. And he had a little girl with him. So I had a sister. 
Oh, wow! That's it's that's, a pretty incredible story. I, one of these days, I have to write like a book about yeah, it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to write blogs before. I used to. Uh, yeah, I used to write yeah. a lot with uh, uh, about my favorite soccer team, Valencia, Amunt, yeah. and <laughs> and also about hockey. I used to write about and the New York Islanders. And well, I just brought that up <laughs> to show that yeah, I, I know. I, like I used to write too before, but I haven't been writing seriously for some time. But yeah, you, you should. Yeah, there's something to write about there because wow. Yeah. Uh, I never got to meet my dad. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Uh, he he passed after I think it was a year. Yeah, it was about a year after he passed away. I was told he he, he was he, he was no more, and it was in a very non-challenge way. I was told, and I was like, oh. But that's something that I don't know how I would have reacted if I was at a public venue. And it was just pointed out to me. I know, like, if I, if I was with my mom, it's the same scenario like yours. I think the same thing would have happened. My mom would have just gone up to me. Hey, that's, that's your son. Like, because my mom would have been excited. She was, like, the only excited person to talk about him sometimes. I'm like, oh, you didn't talk to your dad? I'm like, how would I just talk to him? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> I see I see his photos in papers. That's the only difference. Right. Between my, my situation and many the situation of other people. But I saw my dad in um I see his photos sometimes, you know. I used to see his photos sometimes in newspapers and I'll be like, Wow, this is uh okay. Yeah. But it's like I just opened the Nigerian Newspaper website. He he was quite a big name. And oh, he was a politician or something. Or? No, he, he, but he was just a big name. Oh. Uh, he he was never in the forefront of politics, but he was one of the people who moved behind the scenes. Yeah, but he he was also on the board uh, of one of the largest newspapers, and then um, actually lived in the same city with him for like three years, and he owned one of the biggest hotels there. Wow. So it was weird. We always <laughs> driving past. Anytime we went past the hotel and I would see the hotel, I'm like, oh, my dad owns that hotel. But <laughs> who, who can I tell? I've been told right from childhood that that hotel belongs to your dad. I'm like, okay. Uh, you should have walked in and just introduced yourself. <laughs> I, would, I did try that once. It didn't, it didn't work out good. It, was, it, was, it wasn't a smart idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, when I think back about it, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure many people did that. Yeah. Just show up and like, oh, I'm his son. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. okay, whatever. Uh, he, he, he's not in. He's not in. Oh, yeah. yeah c- come back next time. When is next time? There's no cell phones, no phone number. Just, just come back. Uh, try, try. We don't know when he'll be around. Come again. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> wow. So, wow. That, that's uh, yeah. That that was amazing. So, just going back to you meeting your dad like that. How? Well, what was the first thing that you said to him? Or what was the first thing he said to you? The first thing he said to me is like, hi, I'm your father. Would you like a soda? I was like, no. I, you know, I'd been told so many bad things about him by my mother. My mother was not a big fan. Yeah. And so obviously I had no affection or adoration or even mm-hmm. need to see him. My mother, I, th- I think my mom did a well enough job raising me on her own. Yeah. Although I'm sure she would have liked the assistance. Mm-hmm. But... um. Yeah, that was the first thing he said. We developed a relationship, and actually, my parents got back together. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was expecting yeah. that. <laughs> so throughout my college life, oh, man. they were together, and they would come up to visit me in college, and they were like school kids. 
You know, they would uh, be goofy and funny. And <laughs> okay, so how did you feel when they got <laughs> kind of? I know it's a strange story. Uh. <laughs> how did I feel? I felt uh, it was wonderful to have my father back. He was a great guy, you know, and we had a lot of fun together. We obviously have. He had the interest of professional wrestling. So that's where he got it from. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. no, I had watched, you know, independently, but it's kind of funny that we yeah, both... but that, it, it, you, know, that you, you inherited that from... Yeah. No, it, it, no, 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 you got it from him. And it's, and it's funny because I met, I met my aunt, you know, his yeah. sister, who unfortunately passed away this past year because of COVID. Oh, no. Um, she was like my one real strong tie to, to him. Um she would say, you know, she'd tell me funny stories about him, like, or, or like my grandfather, who's apparently this really debonair, well-dressed mm-hmm. gentleman, you know, oh, he, the, who, the, the friend, he was real French, French, yeah, French, Spanish, you know, like <laughs> he real <laughs> European man. Yeah. And she's like, you know, he used to smoke his cigars and go to these nice restaurants and always dress up. And then he'd come home and watch effing professional wrestling. <laughs> he'd watch <laughs> WWF. And what? she'd be like, what, what, the, what the hell are you doing? Why are you watching this? Oh. And I guess it passed to Caesar and then yeah. somehow yeah. genetically passed to me. And wow. now my daughter. <laughs> so it's, okay, a, right. it's a family thing. Wrestling's in the family. Yeah, wrestling uh, runs in the family. It runs in the family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone listening, if you want to come into this family, you, you know what you're getting. You got to watch know, you know AEW what? and WWE. <laughs> if, you, if you don't plan to watch wrestling, you got to be okay with Cesar watching wrestling. Yeah. Because it's not going to work out if you don't. If An you, hour or two a week and I'm good. You know? yeah. uh, so let me jump back to your childhood. Yes. Um, what would you consider your favorite childhood memory? Wow. God. Childhood memories. Um, I don't know, being in nature, you know, one of the beautiful things about being in upstate New York is we got to be outside all the time. You know, kids now, they are on their tablets and phones, and this makes me sound like a really old man, but back in my day... That's why I call you old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Back in my day, we used to go outside and use our imaginations and, you know, bike and all this stuff. So it's wonderful to have grown up in a really beautiful place like upstate New York and in the mountains and the trails and the hiking. So I would say those are probably some of the best memories, like, you know, stargazing and hiking and going up in the mountains and uh, camping and things like this, you know, being by the river and, you know, just being in nature. Loved, uh, you know, like I said, my mom worked at this uh, country club. Mm-hmm. And so the scenery around there was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful falls, beautiful trails and etc etc so it was does that place still exist uh it it's another place now okay. it's another resort oh, so, well, well. yeah but now the original family is no longer a oh. part of it yeah unfortunately yeah, at least they still kept it on like uh um you remember that place where we had very nice bed day the german place the, yes it's gone right it's gone. yeah there was a big article in the newspaper about yeah. it yeah I, I, every time i walk past it i'm like oh it's sad, yeah. It's sad, yeah. I've got, they're, they're still they're working on it. I think there's some people trying to. There's a petition to um, save it, but I'm like, it's they've already torn down all the statues that were outside. Yeah, so it's 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 gone. It's. Uh, I actually went back to um the that hotel, maybe like uh, ten years after I had moved from upstate New York after college, you know. Yeah. And um, it was dilapidated. It had been run down mm. and i was able to walk through and it was i was almost crying you know? oh, <laughs> because it's such a big part of my youth but yeah. now that somebody fixed it up and it's it's okay. operational again okay. so that's good wow 
So you, uh, if, you know, by the time I met you, I just assumed you were all Brooklyn. You know, I was <laughs> you, you, you represented Brooklyn. You were heavily Brooklyn. I didn't even realize then that there was a big part of upstate New York into you until I began to know a lot more about you. So, uh, and then I realized that there's also a part of you that went to Spain and yeah, I went to Spain. part of Spain. So when did you decide to leave upstate? You know, what, what made you not stay in upstate? Like, this is it. I'm settling in upstate. What happened that you didn't stay upstate? You know? I just needed out. But it's, <laughs> it's funny because I ended up moving back. Um, maybe when I was in my early 30s mm -hmm. with a, a, a young woman that I was dating who uh, was had an art studio or something up upstate. And uh, we went to Beacon. We moved to Beacon, uh, which is a small town right on the Hudson River. Yeah. It's a real arty town. They have like Dia Beacon, all this kind of stuff. And I fell right back in love with being in upstate New York. <laughs> um, I never wanted to leave, but eventually I made my way back to Manhattan. So, uh, back, back to you know Brooklyn and Manhattan. Yeah. So um, I've had a guest upstate. Um, she she was she was in Catskill, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, beautiful town. Or close out of Cat. No, Albany. Oh, that's the, the capital. Yeah, it's nice Cat up there. Yeah, it's nice up there. Albany or Catskill, I'm, I'm not mistaken. Where she is at, well, and she's also into arts and um, and you know when she when you just mentioned go, moving to Beacon, and I was like, ah. Oh. Yep, there's uh, must be something up there about the art scene. There's a big art uh, scene up there, yeah. Because she was, she used to be in. in uh, I think she was in Brooklyn before moving that way, and uh, she's from uh, Puerto Rico. Oh wow! And has a lovely art gallery up there. I mean, they used to call Beacon like North Brooklyn. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! Because a lot of uh, Brooklynites would move up there once they, you know, settled down and wanted to start a family. Yeah. But you know, after COVID. I, I've always thought of moving back, you know, but obviously I'm not going to because I have my kid and all that. But um, maybe one day, you know, maybe one day I'd like to go okay. back up there. But um, the real estate after COVID, yeah. when everyone was fleeing New York City, now all the prices are, are rocket up, the, you know, right. sky high. All right. <laughs> so I can't afford it anymore. <laughs> Jeez, man. That's... Ah. Yeah, it sounds like the kind of place I probably would have considered moving to if I wanted to give up my love affair with Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, now that you've brought the reality of <laughs> the prizes, I'm like, yep, uh, I'm good. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Brooklyn. Brooklyn love, is great. I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn is I great. Brooklyn. I love it. Yeah. yeah, the rent prizes are still, uh, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so... Uh, Oh, one question I forgot to ask uh, about when you met your dad. How old were you when that uh, when you met your dad at M MSG for the first time? Thirty years ago, so seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, so you had that teenage angst. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. a little pimply faced <laughs> uh, loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because I was just scrolling Twitter the other day and somebody posted a video like thirty years ago today. This match happened. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. And I was like, oh my God, that's the day I met my father. Wow. This is 30 years ago today. I, pr I probably watched that much. That was I mean, unbelievable I was, I, to I me. I mean, I was back in Nigeria, but I, I watched, that was one of the matches that we'll probably watch over and over. Yeah. And over. 
on TV because wrestling used to be a big part. I was in Benin City and wrestling was actually bigger than um, soccer. For really? Some, yeah, for, for a period in wow. time. Wrestling was bigger than soccer. That's amazing. WWE, then it was WWF. Right, yeah. And then it later became WWE. By the time it came WWE, uh, I was no longer watching wrestling. And <laughs> by, by then, soccer had become bigger. But before soccer became bigger, we were like, oh, you were either Hulk Hogan or you were the ultimate warrior. Right. <laughs> you were slamming yourselves. You were, it's man, like having we were, teams, you know? Yeah, <laughs> British Bulldog. We were um, um, Macho Man. Jake the Snake trying to some people probably broke their necks because of the DDT <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, there's actually a wrestling bar here, not not far from here, called DDT. It's like oh yeah, I I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I've been going there a lot lately. I think that crossed my mind the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, I was with Verena. We walked past there. I was like DDT. I was like, yeah, I think <laughs> I gave her one or two stories of us being kids. Giving giving the DDT, DDT and someone uh, until someone started crying. I'll go, I'll go tell my mommy what you did to me. I'm like, oh, don't tell mommy. It's okay, but you're in wrestling. You people don't cry, you know? and, and, and boom, uh, you know, DDT. Uh, yeah, you, you're not supposed to do that on a on a hard cemented floor. You're Probably not a good idea. Yeah, These uh, people are trained. Yeah, <laughs> they know kid, what they're as, doing. As kids, we didn't know that. We right, exactly. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't realize that, like, or throwing punches at someone. Like, why? Why, why is there no sound? How come it hurts? <laughs> Come on, come on, let me punch you again. Like, I need to say, no, brother, kids start crying. Oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go tell my dad. Like, what? what? No, man, you gotta realize we, we, we're doing wrestling. It's wrestling. Let the punch land. And then he has to make a sound. Do you hear the sound? Like on TV? Like, oh, no. <laughs> no, we, yeah. We, there, there, there should be a disclaimer. Don't, don't yes, try this at home. Exactly. Don't try this at home. <laughs> we didn't get the memo. <laughs> I know one of us broke his arm. Uh, it was the older kids. Yeah, they're, they're in London now. I don't, I don't, one of them is in London. I think the other one is in Scotland. And he was trying to slam his brother. And, uh, they, they actually used the mattress and they missed. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy landed on his arm with frack. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff. As soon as that happened, everybody took off yeah, <laughs> from gone. the house. Cause, uh, yeah, I think that the, their dad was a, a, a retired captain, but we always uh, from I think Nigerian Air Force. But we always acted like he was still in the Air Force and he was going to round us up <laughs> and oh, flog God. us. <laughs> <laughs> everybody just took off like, oh no, no, no! I, I'm not. I didn't, I didn't see anything. It. I didn't do it. He did it. He fell off his bike. <laughs> Disappear and show up to their house for like a week. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> good times. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe I'll just ask this question about you and um, your wrestling. Uh, what was your first wrestling match that you remember watching? So I, I distinctly remember this because uh, it was my sister's ex-husband who showed it to me for the first time. When he came up uh, to upstate New York, I was five years old, <laughs> and it was Greg the Hammer Valentine against some, you know, enhancement yeah, talent. Right. One of these guys who's there to make him look yeah, good. Yeah, he's gonna lose. You know, he's there yeah, just to yeah. make him look. Oh yeah, I remember those type of fights. Yeah, they, they call him a jobber. You know, but uh, uh, yeah. and so he put him in the figure four. I don't know if you remember the figure four, which I is like to break I, his I'll leg. Probably, if I see it, I remember. And he, you know, the the other guy was like screaming in pain, you know, like he was breaking his leg, mm -hmm. and I was hooked. <laughs> I was like this is the best. <laughs> this is awesome. You know, it's like uh, superheroes, but it, they're they're real people. You know. Oh man, 
Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah, I, Greg the Hammer. I haven't Valentine. heard that name in ages. I'm trying to remember <laughs> his face. He's long blonde hair. He's kind of like uh, he's built, but he's more like puffy built. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a big guy, but looks more like a brawler than a you okay, know really so, strong. Um, <laughs> like Canadian Mountie. Uh, maybe the same body shape, yeah. Okay. But but he used to be like wearing like sequined robes and yeah. he had the long blowing, f- uh, uh, blonde uh, flowing hair. Oh, the flowing blonde hair and uh, yeah. It's it, it's a name that I, I I feel it like yeah I know that name I yeah. know that name but <laughs> yeah I tell you man wrestling was huge like um one of uh, the guys who the guy who um got broken that they used to have tapes. Like from the first WrestleMania, they had all the tapes. To, I, I can't remember what WrestleMania was my last one that I... The last one you watched. That, yeah, that I, it, after that, it, it became like... The States TV stopped showing it, but it used to be like a big event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the kids whose parents... like After they showed it on State TV, that, they were like the first family to have it. They just like, pow, they had the video, the VHS. And I was like, dang! So you you want to be at your house, yeah? So you of course. Watch it and like, man, man, look at oh, look at all the moves, oh. And then we'll be like, oh, we hate Shawn Michaels because uh, like, <laughs> I, I, I think the last one I really watched was the Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and um, Brett Hitman Hart. WrestleMania twelve. WrestleMania twelve. Because <laughs> I couldn't forgive Shawn Michaels for that win. It was so annoying. I was like, how they no no that, that was so I I was, was I was mad at Shawn Michaels winning because. Hitman shouldn't have lost that fight. It was 60 minutes. It was up. Hitman, okay, he still went extra time, didn't it? They added. Yeah, they added. No, no, no. They add more minutes, and then Shawn Michaels got him there. Oh, this is robbery. This is no, no. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) done. I'm done. No, I can't do this. Yeah. So I think that was that was my teenage angst coming out then. But yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Because we used to be like, Shawn Michaels, he he can't be world champion. He's he's too. It can be. It's not hit. Hitman's at Hitman's level. Hitman, Hitman's our favorite. We used to cut papers, paint it the the purplish, the pink, the pink, the... purple, whatever color that was. And uh, oh man, they will you give the smaller kids the glasses. Like yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> he used to give his kids. The yeah, kids. gotta give the kids like there you go, little kid. Ah, the little kids like yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was Hitman. Hitman was like our. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he realizes how popular it was in Benin City. Oh, I, he was so popular, like yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was a huge inspiration. Everybody wanted to be like him, and then win our win our fights with a sharpshooter. Yeah, he yeah, still, I, he I still remember the move. The sharpshooter. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's still it's he's, coming out. He's still kicking, and I, you know, he's still he had a stroke a few maybe like twelve years ago. Yeah, I think I saw you posting about yeah. that, and that's how I was like, oh no. But he's, you know, he's doing good. Oh, good. good. If you're out there, Brett, yeah. love you. Yeah, love you too, man. <laughs> love you. So. Your story is not, you know, we've had a lot of wrestling, but we're going to jump out of wrestling. Okay. Good. And, uh, I mean, it's not a wrestling podcast. Yeah, it's not yeah. a wrestling podcast. <laughs> but we love our wrestling fans. You know, I haven't been in the wrestling game for some time, but Cesar's my connection to the wrestling world. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I love seeing how he he goes with wrestling. And um, I, I'm, I'm, if someone comes after him, like, well, I can't believe you, you're into wrestling. I'm like, man, go sit down somewhere. Like, everybody, he... We are nerds for something. I'm a nerd for Marvel. I'm a nerd for comics. I'm a nerd for um, my movies and shows that I like. So I, I love seeing him showing his passion for his wrestling. So it's it's not something that hurts anybody. I mean, the professionals, they're professionals. So they know what they're getting into. 
Yeah, so exactly. I, I enjoy him. See, I enjoy seeing him follow his passion and taking his daughter to go watch um, games like that too. So um, there's still a lot of stuff that yes. got you out of New York yeah. and America totally. America, yeah. But um, before we jump into that, we'll have uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, you tell us a love story that begins in New York. Oh boy, that takes us to Spain. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hi everyone, we've made it two years and who would have thought so? So let's go further and make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six, who knows? 20. But we can't do this without your support. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash white label American POD pod or linktree.com slash white label American. Go there and you'll see our Patreon link and you can join us for as low as $3. We have bonus content, we have bonus materials. There's so much juice over there that we don't release to the public. And yeah, you can contribute in making this podcast better. You can send questions, you can send your ideas. And also there's a lot of new things that are coming. The announcements are made on Patreon first because we have to, you know, take care of people who help make this podcast possible so you can be the one to make this podcast what you want it to be come join us on patreon and make it what you like to see join us make it fantastic keep the five stars coming in keep the love coming in thank you for the privilege of your company welcome back and thank you for staying with us all right sister take us on this love story that begins (laughs) in new york city and takes you to spain oh there was a I was taking a uh, a class at NYU, the adult, you know, the adult education classes. It was a TV production, sports TV production class mm. uh, with the ex-president of ABC Sports, Jimmy Spence. Oh, wow. I that's remember him. Yeah, it was a really good class, actually. Um, and this uh, young lady from Spain happened to sit in front of me one day. Uh, and, you know, it was... Uh, how do they say? Love at first sight. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just became really good friends. Um, um, yeah, and I ended up in Spain. <laughs> uh, it, it's it, there's more to it than that, obviously. But yeah. uh, I did, um, I did uh, follow her there. Yeah, um, without her blessing. <laughs> oh boy! If if she happens to be listening to this, it was definitely without her blessing. Um, but I think then she grew accustomed to me being there and then slowly but surely we, we, we started dating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <You wait. know? laughs> so wait, wait, when you followed her to Spain, was it like you were trying to, you were handing out bouquets or flowers? Like, you know? I was, uh, just, um, I couldn't stop thinking about her Yeah, and, um, I just took a chance and said, you know what, I'm going to go out there and see what happens. Oh, I have wow. three months. I'm going to stay out there for three months. I'm going to go to language school because my Spanish wasn't 100% great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's like, please don't come. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I remember correctly, she was engaged. Oh. She was engaged. Wow, um, we got a Fabio moment. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, I went out there. We had a wonderful time together. It's one of, one of my favorite memories Uh Obviously, Spain's a beautiful country. She showed me around. Um, it was it was lovely. Valencia was where she was from, yeah. Which obviously became 
another passion of mine, the, mm-hmm. the soccer team out there. Uh, mostly it's, trans, it's uh, the passion that she had and her family had for it transferred to me. Mm. And um, I became an enormous fan, as you know, um, yeah. as, as my friends know, of that soccer team. I actually went back there in 2019 uh, for a, a big festival in Valencia called Las Fallas. Uh, which they they do these paper mache uh, huge figurines in the streets, and then they light them on fire the last day, and it, the fireworks, and it's it's an amazing thing. Anybody out there wants to look it up? It's really a unique thing that they do in Valencia. Um, yeah, we had a wonderful relationship, but ultimately had an end date, and then <laughs> she, I don't think she wanted to do the because at, at some point I moved back to New York. Okay, she came to New York as well, but I think she found it a little hard to uh, live here, you know, without a work visa. And so uh, eventually she had, you know, she wanted to go back to Spain and then that was the end of our our time. But it's always something that very special to me, you know, it's a very special time. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit more immature then than I am now. (laughs) And I'm sure I did some things that maybe uh, I wouldn't do now, but, you know, it was, it was still a unique unique thing and another thing i could probably write a book about you, you, you most definitely should write about that <laughs> it was a it, it's a yes. wonderful time yeah there's probably a netflix series waiting on amazon amazon's <laughs> making some good shows right now too so but whoever is gonna pay you for the the show i'll, I'll, I'll watch i'll watch the show i'll share the money with her <laughs> well you should share the money with me too okay because <laughs> you, you gave me the idea here, right yeah, yeah yeah i gave the idea too so. I, I should be an executive producer or something yeah <laughs> i mean i can add to the writing credits too but uh, <laughs> yeah but wow so that means okay so let's play a little game here okay. so that's uh-huh. uh there's a possibility that if it were uh Someone from Madrid that had, you know, you had pursued to Mad- to Spain. <laughs> you would have been a Real Madrid fan or Atletico Madrid. Or this is what about Barcelona? Well, we all know that I'm have an affinity or a a little bit of a liking to Real Madrid. Yeah. So I don't, unlike other people, especially in Valencia, there's a huge animosity against. Real Madrid. I know. In fact, that was the first game I ever went to was a Real Madrid uh, Valencia game. Um, not long after, they were the first two teams to ever play each other. The first two teams from one country play, to play each other in the Champions, Champions League, League final. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've always had I, because my favorite ever player played for Real Madrid when yeah. I was out there, which is Ronaldo, mm-hmm. the real Ronaldo. The Brazilian Ronaldo. <laughs> the Brazilian Ronaldo. Correction. There can be more than one Ronaldo. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> but uh, he's he was a very special person to me. I'm a Brazilian World Cup winner, big guy, yeah, just do my, stuff with his body. Man. Yeah, that's so my man. My, my favorite man. ever player. With the best haircut at the World Cup ever. I actually have a really funny story about my the, the Spanish girl. When she was living in New York, um, she was going back to Spain and said, uh, what, what would you like for Christmas? Uh, assuming that I was going to say a Valencia shirt of some kind. And I had a few, and you know, I would have loved to have another Valencia kit. But I said, I really want a Ronaldo Real Madrid shirt. <laughs> and she said, I'll buy you a, a, a Brazil Ronaldo shirt if you want. But I'm not buying a Real Madrid shirt. I can't do that. That's like sacrilege. Yep. And I said, no, that's what I want. And seeing her anger... Mm-hmm. And being the person I was back then, I was like, I'm going to keep playing this. Just see how far I can take it. <laughs> oh, 
And obviously, you know, we didn't talk about it all the time, but she went and she was gone for, I don't know, a month or something like that. She came back and, you know, we didn't talk about it, obviously. But then she was like, oh, I have a Christmas present for you. And I, I had forgotten about the Real Madrid Ronaldo thing. And she has the shirt crumpled up and throws it at me. Here, I got your gift. I want you to know how hard it was to do this for you. Oh. And she starts crying. Oh, wow. <laughs> she got emotion, very, really emotional about it. And I was like, wow, this is a real, this passion for this club is real, you know? And it's, it's, it's it, to me, it was awesome, you know, to yeah. see her that passionate about it. And also kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I would wear that shirt around her and she'd be so upset. <laughs> I'm laughing really? because, uh, <laughs> you know, people don't you know how I love bashing Arsenal because, I, I, you know, I'm anti-English clubs. Right. <laughs> but one of my cousins in Nigeria had asked me for an Arsenal. Uh, he was getting married and he, he's an Arsenal fan. And he was like, oh, um, cousin, can you, uh, for my wedding, you know, I just want an Arsenal shirt. And I was like, how, what the hell? I, I ain't spend my money for Arsenal. Hell no. <laughs> and he was like, come on, bro. I've never asked you for anything. I was like, uh and my brother was about going to Nigeria. So I was like, you know what? Yes. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, so I bought it for him. And <laughs> like, man, I just hate this idea that I'm spending my money <laughs> buying. It's something I don't I, like. I could buy the fake jersey. Maybe I should spend the money and buy the <laughs> fake one. But I, I, I knew how awesome he would feel that I bought the authentic stuff for him. Right. Uh, so I spent the money and bought the authentic Arsenal shirt. And he was so happy. I saw him taking photos. And he'll be talking about, like, why are you taking me on photos? <laughs> that, that gets me mad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but just seeing him happy at the same time made me happy. But at the same time, I was mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure I'm she like, felt the same way. Goddamn, yeah. an Arsenal fan is happy. <laughs> I want to see y'all happy. <laughs> I love when you guys lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and then um you know one time i was uh my ex-fiance was uh barcelona well she's still a oh barcelona wow fan. and uh yeah dated it, I, I wasn't i wasn't <laughs> matured then but uh it wasn't because she was a barcelona fan i wasn't matured she, she's a great woman but uh yeah it, that, that was the, the, only, the only time i'd been like okay i'll buy barcelona barcelona outfit too so, yeah, barcelona <laughs> I closed my eyes like, yeah, 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 love, love makes people do some, <laughs> we close our eyes and do, just cross that line, just cross the, the bridge. Can, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I've always, yeah, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Madrid, you know, mm -hmm. I was happy when they would win, like all the, the Champions League when they won in 2002, I was happy, you know, I was here in New York for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're okay. I, I, they're okay in my book. I, I could see some Valencia. I don't understand this guy. <laughs> I don't understand it. But yeah, yeah I appreciate that. I'm, I'm no longer as hardcore Madrid this as I once used to be. But uh, I'm, I'm okay with sharing the pie. I'm like, I'm okay. I want other people to win, except Barcelona, obviously. Yeah, never Barcelona. Yeah, never Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not gotten rid of that. I don't like them. That's too, like, yeah. I'm like, I, I can't get. Like, I'm, the only time I was nice about Barcelona was when they went six years without winning, <laughs> and I feel bad for them. I feel bad because that's that's the period where I got to meet the real Barcelona fans, and they were so nice. And I was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I feel sad for you, for you guys. So I want you guys to win something. Like they couldn't beat Celtic. And I'm, <laughs> I love Celtic, by the way. But they were struggling. And I was like, yeah, I, I would like to see you guys win. 
And oh, then, they won. They won a lot. <laughs> and then as soon as they say, oh, man, everybody down, everybody beneath me, you all that slack. Y'all, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, we go. Yeah, we go. So, no. Well, now that what's-his-name is gone, it's, you know, they're struggling a little bit. Oh, yeah, everybody's struggling now. I'm like, yep, struggle. And my team is definitely struggling, so whatever. Yeah, I hope Valencia can come back. <sighs> it's a good times when Valencia are doing good. Yeah. It's I a, enjoy Valencia. It's a tough uh, I miss it's those tough. days, though. Gonzalez. Oh God, I loved him. That's, that's my man. Except when he played against Nigeria World Cup, but yeah, <laughs> Argentina. That's right. Yeah, I never like Argentina. <laughs> so that's a different story. So Brazil is playing Spain at the World Cup. Mm. Who you support? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think now Brazil because you know they haven't won in a in a in some time now. Mm-hmm. I think it's when's the last time they won the World Cup was uh, two thousand and two. Yeah, against Germany, yeah. So that's a long time now. Yeah. So I think Brazil. It's time for Brazil to, to do it again. And Spain, you know, got close uh, to uh, the Euros this past year. If it wasn't for uh, penalty kicks, I'm quite confident that Spain would have beaten England in the final. Oh, but but uh, I knew whoever won that game was going to beat England. In the yeah. Final. And you know, England scored that first goal against Italy. I think the, you know Italy was a little bit nervous. Maybe I wasn't worried. And then. Then they started playing Italian football <laughs> and controlling the game. You could see it happening, yeah. you know, yeah. minute by you know, in five minute increments, you could see the game changing. Yeah. So Italy, uh, hats off to them. Uh, Spain got close. You know, I think yeah. they lost in penalties, and that's just too bad. But they have a wonderful young core of players coming up. Yeah, do. Uh, yeah, some do. Barcelona talent, obviously, like Pedri and people like that. But um, they're fine. I think Brazil is due though. Yeah. They do. And I think this next World Cup, they're they're going in as one of the favorites. They should be. Yeah. So it's, I think uh, also outside of um, Europe, Brazil tends to do good outside of Europe. If you're right. going by historical um factors. Yeah. So precedent. So yeah. Uh, it's time. It's time. <laughs> I like Brazil. That's that's the the number one team I have outside of um, Africa. Yeah. So We'll see. Did, is Nigeria qualified, or have they done qualifiers no, uh, yet? Africa is at the last round, which will be settled in March. You know, they, they, we'll, although we have the same number of countries as Europe, uh, we only have five spots. So oh. we are the last ten heavyweights have to play each other. Wow! So in March, the, the, in January, the draws will be made, and then the, the, they face each other in March. Oh wow! So it'll be tough. Yeah, it is the toughest qualifying rounds because. Some heavyweight like uh, Ivory Coast is out because they're wow. in the same group with Cameroon. So one person had to make it out. South Africa is out because they're in the same group with Ghana. So only one made it out. And you you guys, you made it out? Uh, Nigeria was in a light group. They were with, uh, I think, Cape Verde was the biggest team in their group. So. Oh, okay. So uh, now they have to face either one of uh, Ghana, Egypt, uh, Tough games. Morocco. Yeah. Wow. So there's yeah, some big team, gonna, a bunch of big teams will be out. Wow. Yeah. So, you've been, uh, another unique thing about you is, uh, apart from being the wrestling guy, the Valencia guy, you're not afraid to talk politics on your social media. (laughs) And you're uh, welcome at almost every sports bar. In <laughs> New York City, I, I, I haven't met anybody who has taken you to 
all the sports bars and like every bartender there knows him and like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Well, that was pre pandemic. Is that good or bad? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was good because I got free drinks that day <laughs> everywhere we went. So I was like, hey, man, I ain't complaining. I got free drinks. I don't know if that's still the same case now. You know, that was yeah, a lot pre pandemic, but. I haven't been, uh, yeah, going as much these days. Yeah, so. Um, this would be a different. I, I just flipped the question in my head all of a sudden. <laughs> so, for someone visiting New York for the first time, let's say a wrestling fan, what well, what bar would you take them to? DDT, right here in Park DDT, Slope. DDT. Right. Soccer fan. Smithfields. Smithfield. Smithfields and the Football Factory the football on uh, factory. 33rd yeah. Street. Uh, you can go say hi to uh, Jack Keane. And he'll take good care of you. Oh yeah, I met Jack King, right? Yeah. He's yeah, a great he, guy. Give me a free drink that day. Um over at Smithfield, it's Kiron. He'll he'll take good care of you and say hi to uh Fitzroy, who works the door. He's a really great guy. QPR fan. QPR. QPR. And they're both really wonderful places. You could walk from, you know, bar to bar there. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it's oh, both a unique both have a unique setting, you know. And they, uh, like, Legends has, like, a huge South American population that goes there for, like, Brazil the Brazil matches. Yeah. Like, the Copa Libertadores was last week, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's they true. had, like, thousands of people there, you know, even outside watching the game. Mm-hmm. So, that was, I think, two Brazilian teams played. Yeah, yeah. And Flamengo then, um, and, uh, I've forgotten who played Flamengo. But yeah. And I was there Sunday watching Chelsea and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And then me and my buddy walked over to Smithfields just to like hang out and see like people, you know, the soccer fans that have stayed around and are just chatting. So we had a lot of fun doing that. It's a, the supporter scene here in New York, I think is a lot of fun. Oh yeah. The Real Madrid supporters, Barcelona supporters, even though I don't like the team, the people are a lot of fun and it's the, the banter is really great. Oh yeah. You took me, you took yeah. me there <laughs> and I was in my Real Madrid game and they still bought me beer. They, you know, it's never. It never gets violent. It never gets personal. It's just. I, I, I like that. If it were, if it were violent, I would have. Yeah. I would have yeah. Written bad stuff about them. You know, I, have, I have a funny story about the guy who I don't know if he's still the president of the Barcelona Supporters Club. His name is Jordi. Um, I was going. Uh, Valencia made the Copa del Rey final in 2019, mm-hmm. and I had a wedding up in Rhode Island to go to, and so I was like, I. Initially, it was like, I'm going to go to Sevilla and watch the game. You know, I'm going to be there live. But then I couldn't go because of the wedding. Um, and I was like, I need to watch this game somehow. And I could not find a place showing the, the, the final. So then I called Jordy up. And I was like, Jordy, please help me. You're the president of the supporters club. Is there a Barcelona supporters club in Providence where I could watch the game? He's like, you're going to be in Providence? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to be in Providence. <laughs> My girlfriend went to Brown. And it's Brown Alumni Weekend. So I'm gonna be, so we ended up at a bar together watching the game, Barcelona <laughs> versus Valencia. And you know, he was so congratulatory to me after yeah. we won and you know, we had drinks, we took yeah. all these pictures together. But that's the community, you know. That's nice. And that's, that's nice. the supporters here in New York. <laughs> it's uh people get along and they yeah. help each other out and yeah. and then we make fun of each other a little of bit. <laughs> but we all remain friends. Uh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that that's beautiful. That's beautiful. 
Ah, uh, yeah. That's that, that, that's one of the coolest experiences that I've had. Like when you took me to the Barcelona place, and I was like, "Oh man, how, how are they receiving me? I would, I, I should have won something else." You were like, "Ah, no." And as soon as I walked in there, and someone was like, "Oh, Real Madrid here!" Ah, boo, <laughs> boo, boo! And as soon you as I drink to the Barcelona, I'm still <laughs> like, "Hey, here you go. Still give me a drink." <laughs> you need this because <laughs> you're wearing a Real Madrid shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, it's a great bunch of people. Uh, Okay, but I, I, there's one I didn't ask you about. Oh. What about hockey? Oh, hockey. Well, I haven't been Which to is the ice hockey for international listeners. I am a, a New York Islanders supporter. They are. I, I kind of seem to be attracted to these hard luck teams, kind of like yeah. the New York Jets, the Islanders. Uh, I was going to ask you about Jets and uh, yeah, <laughs> the the Yankees aren't, but like Valencia, Valencia kind of equates to like the Mets or the Islanders a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Islanders used to play here in Barclays for a few seasons, which was yeah. great. I had because they're basically right down the street from yeah, me. They used to give me free tickets too, and then they stopped. we went one time. Remember? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think we went more than once. Yeah, yeah, really good times there. Um, but I haven't been to the place where I'm going to suggest, even though Madison Square Garden is where the the New York Rangers play. Mm-hmm. I I'm not a Rangers fan, so I'm not going to recommend yeah, it. Rangers, they don't give me free tickets. So. <laughs> yeah, Boo. screw them. Screw them. So I would say the new arena that the New York Islanders built out in Elmont, mm-hmm. uh, it's called UBS Arena. Hopefully I'll be out there soon and I can watch an Islanders game, even though they're having a really poor season. Oh, you no. know, you got to hope that they... made playoffs last season. They went, they were uh, a game from the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, no. They um, lost one nothing to the eventual champions. Yeah. Twice, we've lost twice in a row to oh, them man. in the semifinals. So hard luck, but they're they're a great. That's another great fan base, great franchise. Mm-hmm. I love them dearly. You know, I wish you had stayed in Brooklyn. But I, I I wish I, if it was hockey specific, but it's just not. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. terrible sight lines. And mm-hmm. but we have the Nets. So yeah, Nets is the Nets became a super team and stopped giving me free tickets too. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you can I was them. I was there for you guys when you guys sucked. <laughs> now you all got superstars. And you're like, no, we, 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 we don't give free tickets anymore. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Come on. Show some love. Show I'm, some love to your They uh, gave me eight tickets one time. I was like, woo, I'm, 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 I'm your fan for life. When they sucked. <laughs> I'm your fan. I like, I supported you guys against LeBron. You know what that means? <laughs> I don't support anybody against LeBron. He's the king. I support my king always. <laughs> the I'm king. the only king I respect. I recognize. The only king I recognize in America. And then Not Elvis? <laughs> Who that? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, myself and Verena almost had a fight that day because she was like, uh, "LeBron, LeBron I, I'm not impressed by LeBron." I was like, "Oh my goodness, no, what?" Because uh, I think he, he was with Cleveland then, and uh, Cleveland lost to uh, Brooklyn, and she was like, "Ah, nah, I'm, I'm not feeling him." <laughs> I was like, "What? What is going on here? Do we have to reevaluate this relationship?" <laughs> Oh my God! Do we over LeBron? Do we? <laughs> but nah, I, it wasn't that serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. And the seats were great that day too. You know? Yeah, so it was. Uh, I think they put us on row fourteen. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, "Come on, get, get, I don't mind row." Okay, put put me on the, the what the the first floor. I'm I'm fine with that. You don't have to put me on. The, but come on, like, it's like super <laughs> team now. Nope, we don't we don't even have. We're not gonna put you on the third floor anymore. No, <laughs> they're a super team, but they lose uh, to really good teams. I think they padded their record with, you know, uh, beating bad teams. Well, 
uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm like, give me free tickets, and then I'll, I'll start following you again. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'll pay attention to your results. The moment I started noticing that there were no tickets coming anymore, I was like, man, I don't care about the results anymore. <laughs> I'm going to just go start following the Lakers, which is difficult. It was difficult because I've been talking trash about Lakers for a long, long time. Oh, <laughs> now, now you have no choice. <laughs> after, and, after LeBron signed the Lakers, I was like, oh, man, it's a, this bandwagon is tough now. It's, it's a tough bandwagon for me because this is the first time bad, the being on the bandwagon has come back to bite me. Because <laughs> <laughs> of, of LeBron, he had to do it. Ah, I was like, man, you know, I, I used to be proud of being on the bandwagon until LeBron signed the Lakers. I was like, oh, there's some people waiting for me. Like on Facebook, like they all come and be like, Lakers won. They'll be like, um, they, I remember you in 2012 saying the <laughs> Lakers suck. I know there's some people just waiting for me. Like, uh huh, I'm waiting. You was like, Lakers, they're trash. Lakers are this. I'm like, ah, oh, no. no. No, no. I <laughs> now you have a jersey. <laughs> I always love Lakers. I got five Lakers jerseys at home. And then, you know, and I'm like, mm hmm. We're just waiting. I'm like, yeah. And yeah. if you like soccer today, um, when you're recording this, uh, NYCFC. Mm-mm. Is uh playing uh semifinal. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, well this this is by the time people will hear this is twenty twenty two. Oh so. so that was uh hopefully they won the MLS Cup. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the team you can't get me on. That's like your best performing uh, that's like your richest team, technically. You know Yankees, right? I am a Yankees fan. Oh yeah. okay, so Yankees are the richest team, so we can't count yeah. NYCF. But uh NYCF, I don't know. Other than that experience of meeting David Villa, I think that was just the coolest thing. But I, I, I don't know. I've never been attracted to them. Like, NY Red Bull. It's just oh. too far away it to is go. Too far away. And I, just, yeah, I, and walking to the stadium, that experience is not, an, it's not a cool experience too. Like if, if it were something where you could just get off the train and then get to the stadium, I'm fine with that. But walking, that, it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. Like it's, it's like it's like yeah, you in New Jersey. I'm like this. This feels like being in Staten Island too. So <laughs> yeah, shout out to Staten Island people. I don't hate you. We love Staten. Island. We 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 reconcile in 2020. 2022 is about love. Exactly. We about love. I love you guys, New Jersey people. Come come join my Patreon. I, I show love to everybody there. Okay, give me money. Exactly. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no, but um. Uh, yeah, I'm still, I, I don't know, this year, I think I'm officially, I might be officially leaving my DC United, my love for DC United might officially end. Uh-oh. Yeah, it might. I don't know. MLS, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I've, I've not really supported, I've not really followed MLS that much for some time. It's hard to follow, to be honest. I don't really like the league, just to be honest. I, they need... They need a different structure, I think. Uh, promotion relegation would be really yes, wonderful. That, I, that, I'm down with that. There's no urgency to the games. It's just... Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's entertaining. I ain't gonna lie. But I just don't feel it. So it's fine. It works for many people, though. So I, I, I don't... Um, I, I, I don't want to take their joy. And I'm like, yeah, if it works for you, it works for you. But, yeah. We'll keep that for them. Yeah. But, well, enough of the spots. Let's <laughs> let's jump into something that has more juice. Oh, boy. Dating in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. How's that been like? Uh, interesting. <laughs> so Different. Being a single dad, you know, that's uh, 
challenging enough. Yeah. Being a single dad in a pandemic, a global pandemic, that's extra challenging. Being a single dad who is in the dating game in the pandemic, <laughs> now that's quadruple challenging because people don't even consider that as something that is challenging. So how, 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 do, you, how do you navigate that field? Well, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, I guess I started around May, May of 2020, where I was like, ah, I'd like to meet someone. It had been five months, six months since my previous relationship ended. Um, yeah, Zoom dates, <laughs> Zoom <laughs> you know, uh, th that Zoom, was unique. Zoom, Zoom. Um, hanging out in the park, mm -hmm. you know, uh, six feet apart, wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah, it was unique. It was different. It's It's been unique and different, but uh, at the same time, fun. You know, dating, you're just getting to know people, you know. Mm -hmm. it, that's all it's about. Uh, you just want to make a connection with somebody. Some people I've, be, you know, stayed friends with. Yeah. Uh, other people I don't talk to anymore. Uh, obviously, the name of the game is to meet somebody. <laughs> you know, you want to meet that, someone. That's, and, that's, that's the point. But it's about priorities and what comes first. So dating can be hard because uh, my daughter will always come first you know she will she's the main the main event of my life you know mm -hmm. now these days and so i always have to take into account that and the time that i spend with whoever i end up with and getting to know etc cetera, etc cetera. you you have to have that um understanding that if i need to go away the priority is always going to be my daughter you know mm -hmm. so that can be hard with people that don't have children Hmm, yeah, people who do have children understand, and then you just have to navigate it. You know how you're gonna how you're gonna do it. You know, mm -hmm. especially because I don't want anyone meeting her until we're like really close. You know, yeah. I think uh, previously I had we had done I had done that where I, they met the person very quickly, mm. and um, you know, I'm not gonna say it was a mistake, but I think you know. Now that she's older, uh, she would be more attached probably to the person. And what if after like three or four months, they're no longer in my life, you know? Yeah. And so I have to, you know, things like that you have to be more aware of instead of just being loosey-goosey and meeting someone. You have to navigate the, the waters. You have to have an understanding, a compromise. Hmm. No. Oh, no, that's, that's, your, that's, that's a good point there. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit harder, you know? Yeah. And you know I'm getting older, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess with age comes that wisdom too. Yeah, you know of, uh, I've definitely learned a lot in this last five years of dating since since she was born. You know, uh -huh. I've definitely learned a lot about myself and about dating. Well, isn't that uh, part of it? Like you know, learning about yourself and learning from mistakes, and and I've made a lot of them. <laughs> hey, who hasn't? Who hasn't? But. Also, owning to your mistakes and using that to push forward and pushing forward as in not repeating them, like, you know, taking the lessons from the mistakes and applying them positively in moving forward. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to, this is what I want now. And now I know myself, I know what, I, what works for me. And what I want in someone who should be in my life and in my daughter's life and in our relationship. Right, exactly. Because you're not just getting 
me. You just you're getting my tag team partner. Yeah. So yeah. You're getting a double and everything that goes with that. Yeah. You know, which is you know, more. <laughs> it's a responsibility, you know. So when you started the Zoom dating, <laughs> well, 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 were there any awkward moments? Oh my God, it's all awkward. <laughs> it's all the Wait, first. Well, you got a new story you would like to share? Yeah, I mean the first. I remember the first person that I had a Zoom date with. I was so nervous. You know, I I drank. I got silly. I'm sure she must have thought I was an idiot but <laughs> but we had a few zoom dates and then we she happened to live in the neighborhood um and then we got together and we had you know we had a a nice month run you know? <laughs> and then it was like you know we're not right for each other and that was fine you know yeah. we're still friends friendly you know that's cool and i sometimes see her around and we'll say hello to each other and chat for a bit and she never met my daughter obviously but she'll be like how's your daughter you know etc cetera, etc cetera. how's your family things like that so yeah. Also, you know, I uh, had some dates in the park. You know, you you bring a six pack and you just have a chat and a blanket because right. it was luckily getting warm at that time. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a unique experience for sure. So, has um the vaccines, the availability of vaccines, improved your dating game? Well, luckily we were we've been able to go inside into you know especially when it's cold you know mm -hmm. last year uh, we would have outdoor dates in the freezing cold but yeah. now we can go inside and i have to get the booster though you know <laughs> oh i already got my booster oh you already got it oh yeah did you have an effect nah excuse me i think the third day i felt but it wasn't like i felt something i didn't really feel anything to be honest mm. yeah well, I, I, I never went very not God has. She, I think it was the second day she just felt a little bit weak. But most people I've heard about heard from just either the, the first day or the second day, and and then you're fine. Yeah, but it's literally the if you have any effect, it's like what you got for either your first or second shot. Oh, okay. But it doesn't last more than two days. That's most. I have to get that very soon. Yeah, you should. But yeah, it's yeah, boosted um, up. So your five G strong, man. Five <laughs> G strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been unique. It's I've lately I've kind of tapered off and more reevaluating what I want, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens going so forward. If if someone shows up and like I, I would like to, you know, if someone shows interest in you and says, "But I'm I'm not vaccinated. I'm still waiting." Blah blah. I don't think that that's for me. <laughs> right. I don't think that that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, I, I was just checking, just in case. I trust the science. All right. You know. I, 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 I was just checking in case you're one of those people like, well, but, you know, she looked good, you know, so <laughs> I, 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 I might bend the rules, you know. I, I might, you know we I, have to have values, you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's begin to wrap this up, you know, You're giving us a lot of your time, and we appreciate that. So we are in a new year, and uh, it's part of the new year. You know, people always have resolutions. You have stuff to look forward to. So what are you looking forward to in 2022? Uh, 2022, uh, being uh, more action-oriented. Mm. So not procrastinating as much as I have. I was oh. having a discussion with my friend yesterday about all the things that I wanted to do and just never got around to doing. And he's like, you just have to do it, you know? 
Stop waiting. Just do it. So you're writing the book? <laughs> maybe. Maybe I will be writing the book. I'll start workshopping it. So um, if I invite you to something, you're going to... Yeah, know, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. He has, you have a tendency to invite me and me not showing up. You, I know. You, you got you on record. <laughs> But that, you know, um, setting up a, a, a nice home for my daughter, nice. um, maybe changing careers. Oh. I currently work in a uh, supply chain for a, a big hospital. Yeah, here in so New York. Are you like living supply chain? Think of living supply chain? Or? Possibly. I don't know. I'm I'm more a creative person, and I want to start moving towards that aspect of my personality. Oh, all right. So that's the writing. Uh, even this is, you know, is kind of creative in a way. Yeah, I'm, 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 I might need a co-host. I might need <laughs> someone to take over for me if I want to go on vacation. So, <laughs> right. hey. It's, uh, well, thank you for having me on. It's been wonderful. But, uh, yeah, those are the things that I want to accomplish this year mostly travel it would be wonderful to say I, i'm going to meet somebody but that's not really a goal that'll happen if it happens yeah i'm intentional it about does. it meaning i'm i've put myself out there but it's not like the number one goal the number one goal is mostly like just being very action oriented not procrastinating anymore when i say i'm going to do something i sh i need to do it you know and uh realizing that we don't have that much time on this planet and you never know what's going to happen so the make aliens, the most of your day the aliens might finally show up i hope so i i'll I bow think down to be showing up and seeing like man this planet is trash <laughs> this, like, right, this planet ratchet it's <laughs> too ratchet so this man, make, make a u-turn <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna infect us with some corona <laughs> hell no we don't want this hell no out of here <laughs> I, i don't blame them <laughs> All right, so, um, and well, surprisingly, you didn't say nothing about the World Cup in 2022. Oh well, the Qatar, you know, the whole Qatar thing really annoys me. It bothers me. It doesn't. It, it doesn't bother me. you. No, I mean, it bothers me. Um, and it's in November, December. So Christmas. Yeah. Hello? I'm, you know, I'm saying that now, but I'm sure when it comes around, I'm going to be wearing my Spain Brazil shirts. Uh, the the Euros had. <laughs> A homophobic country hosting and i mean people, people don't talk about other places but it's like we we, we ah, qatar. qatar has a walk up a, a stadium built of containers that they can they will dismantle i mean i love that it's you yeah. know easily dismantled that's it other places build with cement which is uh why you even use cement for i mean a stadium that's we spend billions to build this and like that is That is what that's smart technology right there. I mean, yeah, I criticize for the right reasons. Don't criticize because a brown country is you don't like a brown Muslim country. Well, no, that's not it. That's sure. the majority of the criticism yeah. because if you look at there, there are people who are actually receiving money from other countries, like I don't want to get banned in some of those countries, so I won't say the you, you won't names. say the names. I want people in those countries to be able to listen, but. I've seen the proof, and one of them just bought a premiership team, and that's why I've, I've, I've made this joke before. Like you know, the premiership, we we know the owners of the premiership, and people always that's why I don't support the kneeling thing in the first place. And I say this stuff like, if you say Qatar shouldn't have hosted, then uh, U.S. should be hosting twenty twenty six because Trump threatened countries. If you don't vote for America, you ain't gonna get anything from America. So you must vote for America. Everybody kept quiet about that. 
there was all manner of deals happening. We saw Germany steal from Morocco in the past. We've seen all manner of bribery. We've seen all manner of stuff. But it's different when it's Western countries. There's the World Cup is not balanced. It's never been balanced. But yeah. it's called World Cup. It should go around the world. If you want to spend that money, spend it. Whatever you want to do. Qatar does a lot more positive stuff than many other Middle Eastern countries. Are they perfect? Hell no. No. But I support them hosting the World Cup. I was mad when they got it because back then I was supporting USA to get it. Yeah. Well, we'll get and it. then they gave USA the World Cup in 2006 in a very bad way. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's something that many people were okay with because they wanted a white country to white majority country to get it. So it's uh, it's it's not it, when it's Western. Everybody's like cool. It don't matter how it happens. There were children locked up in cages. Then I remember there was all manner of racism that still, which is still in existence. All that stuff. Everybody's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, mm, yes, you, well, all that. <laughs> right, exactly. People don't talk about everything. <laughs> Nobody's talking about that. I mean, Supreme Court's about to take. Uh, oh, God. I mean, Terrible. by the time this comes out, will we still have, will our women have right to abortion anymore? We don't know. But, you know, but we are talking about Qatar, 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 critical race theory. Oh, uh huh. So once it rolls around, I know I'm going to be watching. So. <laughs> I, I, if if I get a free ticket, I'm gonna go. Yeah, exactly. Go, you know, I'd rather go to that than you know be here for the 2026. To be honest, but I'll I, I, I attend any World Cup. I can attend. That's just it. But I, I don't believe in Qatar should host the World Cup. Qatar can afford to host it. They're like one of the countries that can actually afford to host the World Cup. So why not? You know, and if it's November, December, I don't see any problem with it. It will force the Premiership to take a break, finally. Yeah. <laughs> so they should take a break. They should. They overuse people. Um, club complaining about the Afghan Nations Cup, which I get what he said recently. That wasn't, it was overblown. But Klopp um, said something, right? Yeah, he, he made a satirical statement and people use that to attack him. Yeah. But... In the past, he's complained about African Nations Cup. I think that's why they attacked him now oh, for saying it's a little tournament. That wasn't what he meant by little, but it's his yeah, past it's, scenes. He meant like, oh, there's a little tournament it's happening. His past scenes where yeah. Yeah, people have been waiting for an opportunity to get him. That's <laughs> <laughs> too bad. So, yeah, it's, it's all these things. There's so many things in the game, which is it's like, ah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like... The money part of it ruins it for me sometimes. It, it, yeah, it, 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 it's not an even playing field. I don't no. think it'll ever be. I mean, Africa, the uh, FIFA is, is pushing a CAF Super League. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Two for 20 teams. And these are the exact same arguments that the Real Madrid and Super Barcelona League. were using <laughs> for the Super League in Europe for Africa. That it will benefit the African leagues. And I'm like, you know, Fiorentino Perez is just going to be mad. <laughs> he's going to yeah, be like, uh, you see? You see what I'm saying? You see? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah. So, yeah, don't even get me started with that. But, yeah, so yeah, I'll watch the World Cup when it comes. But probably that's when I'll get my subscription for CBS because yeah. everything is subscription. Uh, so to wrap it up, um, food. If someone comes to New York, 
what is the first place you're taking him to go eat? Oh my god. Um let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna take him to Socarat, which is a paella bar. Mm. Um they have a few locations in Midtown. Spanish. Spanish, yeah. Even though there's I mean there's great food everywhere here. Of course. But um I would take them there because I love paella. So definitely there. Okay. Where's your place? That's a good question. (laughs) It's not about me. (laughs) <laughs> nah, I didn't think about that. You got me. You're the first guest who have gotten me with that. But um, I have too many places. I have my 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 hole in the wall Chinese place, <laughs> Golden Delight. And I don't I don't I don't think I'll take anybody there. I mean, I'll take people there, but it depends on the person. If they are too bougie, I'm taking to the Vietnamese place on Seventh um, Avenue. Seventh and what? Seventh and um, excuse me, Ninth Street. Okay. What's that place called? I, I, I once met, um, what's his name again? The, the, the guy from um, Ant-Man, the villain in Ant-Man movie there. I didn't talk to him. He was with his family, so I didn't interrupt him eating there. I forgot his name. He was in uh, House of Cards. The, was it first season? He was in first and second season. He was the congressman that got pushed into... Was it the, con- the congressman who pushed the assistant into the... The lady he was having an affair with into the the train. The train. Kevin yeah. Spacey? Was it oh no, Kevin Spacey did that. The congressman who he was helping, the who was like who, who I think committed suicide. Oh, he uh the one who got drunk on the Yeah, he got on the interview. Yeah, yeah. He was running for governor of Pennsylvania. I think so. And then he yeah. In the first season or second season? Second season, second I think, season. yeah. That guy, the guy who played that role, I met him at that Vietnamese restaurant. I forgot the name, but it's, it's on, um, it's by 7th, 7th Avenue and 9th Street. Cool. Song. Sorry? Song? Song? Oh. oh, I don't know if that's the name. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think my, that might be the name. I don't, I don't think I ever look at their name. I just go to eat. <laughs> it's good Vietnamese food. I got to check it out. And, um... Uh, if it's burritos, uh, have a burrito place, Jalapeno Kings, which is on the Fifth Avenue by Twenty Fourth Street, between Twenty Fourth and Twenty Twenty, no Twenty Second and Twenty Third. And if you want Nigerian food, Divine Flavored. That's not the place uh, on Atlanta, uh, F- Fulton. No, hell no. That place is uh, hell. No, that place is out of bounds. I don't take people there. No, they 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 pissed me off too many times. So nope, I am gonna say their name. Nope, divine flavor. Yeah, okay. that's the one you ate at Verena's. Oh birthday. yes, yeah, that was a uh, excellent food. Yeah, so she's that can testify to that. So I got a bunch of places. There's a uh, Brazilian place that uh, I think um, uh, Chao Chao Fago. No, no, no I forgot now. The meat place, Brazilian meat place. I haven't been there in a long time, bro. For uh, Thanksgiving, uh, we went to Via Brazil in Little Brazil, which is a really excellent restaurant. Mm. Uh, really great food. Actually, maybe that's the place I would take them, Via Brazil. Via Brazil. Okay. All right. So we need to dance for an hour. What the music you're going to, you know, shake your body to? Give us three artists that will keep you dancing. And oh. you can't give us the Drake's. You can't give us your, your um, mega deaths. I'm gonna take the most popular names away from you. <laughs> oh God! Uh, you gotta give us your from 
your Spain, from your Brazil. Give us from there. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Ketama from Spain is an, a really wonderful band. They're like fusion. They do like Nuevo Flamenco, jazz, Cuban. They kind of do a little bit of everything. I discovered them when I was in Spain. Really beautiful uh, artists. Um, Bomba Estetico. Estetio. Estetio. Um, I, the, um, the New York Times just released their top 10 albums of 2021. And one of the critics, it was his number one album. And I, oh. I listened to it and wow. Just really, really good music uh, from Colombia. It's a girl and a guy. And they do like, it's like hip hop, dance, traditional music. Um, it's really, really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I read the article <laughs> about okay. Bomba Estéreo. 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 Okay. So I said the first band I said was... Ketama. 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 K-E-T-A-M-A. They're an older band. They did a live album called uh, De Aquí a Ketama which uh, was released in 95. I, apparently it was really uh, a big deal in Spain. Um, that's just wonderful. Really wonderful music. Um, and then, yeah, this is a hard question for me because, you know, I like heavy metal. I know. That's <laughs> I like... why I intentionally took it away from you. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can give us someone from, okay, I'll give you a caveat. You can go Norway. You can go somewhere outside. You can go, you can pick an independent band from here. I just don't want you to go with like the most popular names. I mean, one of my favorite bands is Faith No More. Uh, they're kind I of an independent I've heard that band. name before. They are... Um, oh, maybe it was from you. They have a lot of offshoots like Mr. Bungle, Tomahawk. Um, they're just a really unique band. They're a really unique sound. Oh, maybe it was from David Amoya. Yeah. I, I, I love them. They're one of my... They're definitely my top five uh, bands that I listen to. All righty. So, final question. Okay. What would you like to leave the audience with? Could be from your future book that will be coming out. <laughs> Please read it. You, that you start writing in 2022. Or could be from one of your favorite wrestlers. Could be from one <laughs> of your favorite sports people. Or could be from one of your favorite songs, you know. What do I want to leave people with? Maybe, you know, I just read this really great book by uh, this guy called Gary John Bishop. He's a Scottish writer. Uh, he, uh, the book is called Wise as F. I don't know if we can curse here. You can curse, yeah. <laughs> Wise as fuck. Um, and it's just uh, like he studied philosophy and then is applying it kind of like self-help way. But it's not really self-help because it's like, it's a, a, not about really motivating you. It's about just telling you like these truths that are like eternal throughout, you know, throughout human history. Mm. And I don't know, one of the things that struck me, and I think I just mentioned now, is that life is short. Having the ideal that we're going to die one day should push you to take action. And so I would leave everyone with the ideal that if you're not feeling good, if you're feeling sad, take action. Do something to get yourself out of it. I'm going to try this year. I'm going to, no, I'm going to do this year the things that I have intended to do for a long time. So that's by taking action. However small an action it is, but I want to be moving. I want to be kinetic, not uh, sitting at home and, at, as potential energy. Hmm. You know, I want to actually be doing things. This is a part of it. Doing a podcast, I think, is a wonderful way to get your juices flowing and 
get your creativity going. Um, you know, being out there, doing stuff, not sitting by, not watching um, Netflix, you know, something or I mean, wrestling. There's, there's, stuff <laughs> there's it, the great it, stuff there you can too. Get from there too. I mean, it's, there are people who are using that even even me. Like I, you know, I love uh, movies, and I haven't the last couple of years. I haven't really been watching movies. Yeah. So I've made an intention to start watching movies. I saw a really wonderful movie the other day, uh, Power of the Dog. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful I movie. I have watched it. I watched Dune. I, you know, like things like this. So I just want to start. Yeah, I, I knew you was going to watch Dune. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of getting on rental. Great movie. Great I'm movie. I'll talk to you about that after I watch it. Yeah. And, but basically, that's the... Make sure to take action on the things that you are important in your life, uh, yeah. whatever goals you have, and just keep moving day by day. Step by step, you'll have failures, but just keep moving. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the important thing. Awesome, awesome. So, um, where can people find you? Um, here. No, if they <laughs> <laughs> if they want to follow my Twitter, it is I'll do that too. My Twitter. A M U N. T I Amunti. Um you'll see the uh the Valencia Shield <laughs> on the profile picture. Um follow me there. I talk about wrestling, soccer. Wait, Amunti, that's it? No yeah. NYC. A M U N T I. I think they call uh, it's N Y Amunti, but the profile name is A M U N T I. Okay. All right. So that will be added to the show notes. And um, you can follow Cesar on Twitter. Get a lot of Valencia stuff. Get oh, a lot yeah. of wrestling stuff. And get a lot of good stuff. And once again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Gracias. Thank you for having Merci me. Merci beaucoup. I appreciate it. And yeah, so keep listening. Keep staying with us. Subscribe, like, share. Five-star reviews, positive reviews. Send your feedback, voicemails. You can do that on the website. I've increased the time that you can spend, uh, you can use to give us voicemails on the website. It's easy. Just click on feedback on the website. All right. Um, don't forget, match store. Get everything there. All right. I'll see you at the next episode. Keep the love coming. Thank you for the privilege of your company. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoyed the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from if you have any questions comments or have someone who will be a good guest on the show or you want to be on the show send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on facebook and instagram at whitelabelamerican thank you for your support